Okay, so I'm here with Asaf Gleisner, and I'm interviewing Asaf because he is the musical director and pianist for Swingaroo's current production at Florida Studio Theater called Hollywood Serenade. And I'm explaining to Asaf that I interview people who make their living or their life within art. Mm -hmm. And I uh, I don't think it's a big stretch to assume that you make your living and your life with the art of music, the art of playing, yeah. arranging, maybe some composing. Yes. yes. No? Right. Yeah. Okay, good. So I only ask one question, and it is, can you remember and can you tell me the very first time in your life that you were drawn to music, to playing, to singing, to any of that? Interesting. Um, so, according to my mom, yes. Um, and I, when I was uh, three and a half, I picked up a melodica. It's like the toy piano that you kind of blow into. Sounds like an accordion in a way. So I picked up a melodica and I played "Happy Birthday" on the melodica. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> so then she said that there's probably something there. And when I was four, she sent me uh, to. Uh, piano lessons and and that teacher was actually very um he was he was not conventional in a way that he realized that i have um, a good ear so he actually developed that and we would sit and listen to music together some classical music and we would you know talk about it i got to expose to a lot of different styles of music and also be able to just like analyze them and talk about them which was really great at so, four at four yeah that's pretty amazing yeah i, I uh, i'm so grateful and so so it's a, it's an interesting question because i don't remember myself not doing music i you hear know? you so yeah i guess ever since i could alive, be yeah. you were right yeah. <laughs> yeah you're talking about that experience with your first uh teacher mm -hmm. as though you remember it yeah you do i do i remember two vivid memories i have uh one was uh, us sitting and listening to peter and the wolf yes. and me trying to guess what animal it is before he tells me uh -huh. um and then the second one was me facing with my back to the piano and i need to guess the notes that he's playing oh you're kidding yeah yeah what a clever guy <laughs> the, oh, the teacher what a clever mm -hmm. you know to it's like a game, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. And yeah. and it, it's a game that is giving you knowledge that you'll never lose, right? Right, right. Um, he, like, I think my, more, all of my ear training abilities, um, I really owe to this guy. Well, to your, to your native talent, to, your, to, to what comes with you and the fact that he was smart enough to develop it, yeah. to use it. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm assuming at some point you sit down to the piano mm -hmm. yeah and, um, so you know I um, uh, I went through a bunch of teachers um, and actually when I was in sixth grade I had a teacher that I didn't really like which sounds like it's a very common story like you you go to a teacher who either forces you to learn a specific style or like not teaching it in a way that you kind of get connected to and you just blame the piano for it and I wanted to quit oh my god and my mom which mm -hmm. apparently she I owe her my entire career because she <laughs> saves it again uh, she's like wait 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 before we quit you know why don't we try jazz you know there's a jazz teacher oh my god uh, why don't you try it so, what, what was this other teacher teaching you? Uh, just, Te classical just classical music right okay good but really like um, it, it, one time I told her that I don't like 
classical music and she brought something that she thought might be more jazzy and it was probably even worse classical <laughs> music like no 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 like I don't want a classical musician writing jazz mm. you need like an actual so I went to a jazz teacher and I just remember that you know the first question was so what do you want to learn and I was like I can I can choose that I oh my tell god you that's amazing so yeah so she gave me a bunch of more contemporary songs and when she saw that I'm getting more and more into jazz she actually sent me to another person who is like proficient like a professional jazz musician in Israel um, and he actually recommended me uh, to try this performing arts high school uh, which is kind of like what fame was right? <laughs> so it's like and I auditioned and I got in when I was 14 and that was pretty much time that I really decided this would be my career because um, when you were in this school everybody all the teachers have some degree in, in, in a school outside of the country either like uh, Berkeley or New School or Manhattan School of Music or like all these like big jazz conservatories in the United States and they all just keep telling you you guys if you you want to be here you need to want to do this because it's going to be very hard it's going to be very intense and way more than like any regular just like music program in a high school so you kind of need to decide if you want to stay that means you want to do this and already like when I was um, between 14 and 15 I went to a summer camp in Berkeley for jazz so it was my first time uh, by myself in the United States and then just just knowing that somehow I'll have to come here and continue my education whether I end up staying here or not I don't know like back then I needed this to, to go through that path so it seems to me there are two things coming together and one of them is the fact that the school is telling you that if you all want to be here at this school you pretty much have to commit yourself to this work but mm. on the other hand it sounds as though maybe I'm making this up that you were on that trajectory anyway that oh yeah you, right that you were saying yeah this this is for me like that yeah and again like it was such a part of me i wasn't you know i i i wasn't able to really articulate that yeah. there would be something i want to do because i that's what i do i come home i play piano i you know i eat i sleep and i play you know <laughs> so yeah. and then and then when i got to that school it was like okay guys this is what career looks like it's like oh okay yeah that that too that happens too yeah. so yeah, yeah i mean yeah 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 it's like um you were going to do this anyway oh good it's a career too exactly yeah <laughs> right, right. that's exactly yeah that's great that is so <laughs> great okay so you're you do this school mm-hmm. and then what um then i go to the army you have oh, to join the army. Oh, right, Israel. Uh, yeah, there's a draft. But I went uh, to the army band. The army and band. Actually, right. it was my first musical director uh, job. I was uh, in charge of four singers where I would write arrangements for them and we would uh, just go to random bases, uh, usually. Uh, there are two kinds of bases because there's a draft, like not everybody's like out there fighting, right? Yeah. So actually most of us don't, like there's probably maybe like a 10% that are actually out there in the front. So a lot of bases are either closed bases, which means they only leave to go home like once every three weeks for a weekend. And there's like open bases, which just they, they just go home every day. So we would go to like closed bases uh, and entertain the troops while they're there stuck waiting for the one weekend home you know in a month so yeah it was really fun and um 
you know, you live in a little bit of your bubble, especially um, when you're in high school, especially when you're performing arts high school. It's, you know, it's kind of like already bound to be upper class in a way. So it was really interesting to also meet, like go to all corners of the country and meet all kinds of people. And it was just like really a... I don't know, enriching experience. And that's what I feel like, uh, if one thing the army really gave me is that. Also the, the, the intense experience of just being thrown at a music director position without me really know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just, just like really discovering and meeting people I would never meet in any other way. So. Well, and it's terrific training for what you wound up doing. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. the, having to arrange, had, I'm assuming you had an arranging class in high school, yeah. but that's not the same as having to... Right, because you never really apply it. You just do your finals. Right, you know, that's right. That's yeah, your arrangement. Right, right, you know? right, so right, 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 now right. it's like, okay, there are four singers, they don't know what to sing. It's like, uh, okay, try this. <laughs> Maybe this. I don't know. Let's do this. And yeah. why don't you sing this while they sing that? Right, right. right, right, right. Sometimes it's terrible. Sometimes <laughs> it's great. But yeah. it's great learning. I mean, you learn yeah. what is terrible and what is great. That's yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. terrific. And they can't fire you. So, right. I mean, yeah, that's so true. It's, yeah. it's absolutely safe. I mean, you I mean, know. Yeah, they can deduct my pay. No, they, they can't. Or, you know, they, there's no, there's no um, risk, right. really. I mean, except maybe that you're embarrassed. But other right. than that, and right? you know, you want to do a good job. You want to entertain. Yeah, you know, you right. want to know, and that's a, that's the thing. Like you really purely uh, dedicated to it to do well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's not so that you they'll keep you on or that you'll get a raise or any of that. Just right. just for the thing itself. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's what a, wow. Who would have thought that the army would have that to offer? But there you yeah, are, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the army in a way also really finds uh, the talents in people and develops them. A very enriching experience if 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 you find a way to do what you love and what you're good at in the army. It's remarkable. Okay, so how long is army service? Uh, three years. Three years. Okay, yeah. so now you're, what, 18, 20? 21. 21. 21. Okay, yeah. so now you're 21, <laughs> and you have, you have all of this skill and mm-hmm. all of this experience, and what do you do? Uh, well, I try to um, hustle. Hustle. hustle <laughs> in, this, in, in the country. So I, because I was more into you know arranging and everything like that i started playing with a bunch of pop artists in israel so we had israeli idol just like american <laughs> idol and whoever comes out of that is like you know everybody right. wanna see him and hear him and so i played with a few of these uh singers and we would tour around the world and um actually a story of why i even came here um so one of my favorite bands uh ever uh when i was younger uh, I always wanted to go to see their show, and um, the, I was too young, and the shows were too crazy. Like, uh, so my mom was like, you can't go, you can't go, not until you're older. By the time I got older, they uh, stopped. Uh, they disbanded. Know, they disbanded. They, <laughs> yeah. And I was like really upset and, you know, sad, and all of a sudden they do this like huge reunion show. And I was like, oh my God, I get to see my band <laughs> for the first time. I'm so excited. So I went. And there's, um, you know, Israel has a ton of history and like a lot of like different cultures were there and the Roman Empire was there and they built back then like, you know, a huge amphitheater. 20,000 people can come in and see it and it's like amazing. So they did a show there and I was like, okay, this is it. I know when my career reached its peak, I will play on that stage where this band was playing. 
Wow. So, yeah. And how old were you then? Uh, I was 21. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So I started playing with all those pop artists and whatever, and then all of a sudden I uh, see that one of my dates, now they don't really tell us where we're playing, they just tell us the location. It's like I see that one of uh, those places is Caesarea, which is the same city where that uh, amphitheater is. Now, like, you know, there's a lot of things yeah, in Caesarea. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't have right, to be right, there, right? right. So we go and we're in the van and all of a sudden like I recognize the way and I see that we're on this amphitheater. And this is when I was about 22, reaching 23. And I see this and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be playing in Caesarea in that amphitheater. And I look, you don't even see people, you see dots. There's so many of them. It's, just, it's, it's insane. And I'm playing and after the show, I'm like, this is it. Got it. I made it. <laughs> it's only going to go down from here, oh, I God. guess. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. I'm not even 23 yet. I yeah, gotta, right. There's got to be more out there. They're like, okay, <laughs> that is my sign. I'm moving to New York. Wow. So. <laughs> okay, so you make the decision. New York is where it is. Yeah. So what happens? Uh, so I tell my parents. Yeah. And my mom and I go to New York to audition for some mm. schools. Oh. Um, so I auditioned to the City College in New York, uh, New School, Manhattan School of Music. Um, I also auditioned to Berkeley, but I knew I wanted New York. Berkeley is in Boston. It's not exactly the same, especially after being there for summer camp and kind of getting the sense of the city. It felt a little, a little slow for me. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted constant um, action. Yeah, action <laughs> and stimulate. You know, mm-hmm. I just need the lights. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, and then I also audition at SUNY Purchase, which is in Westchester. Mm-hmm. So it's about forty minutes upstate mm-hmm. from New York City. Um, and uh, yeah, something. So so I got I got a scholarship like you know not a full one but like enough to kind of like be inviting for every school I auditioned um, and something about SUNY Purchase really interested me just because it felt more like a campus mm-hmm. where the other one was just like a building here you walk two blocks right. a building there you know right. and I was like feeling you know I I don't know if I'm ready to just be in New York City I want to ex- fully experience. Uh, school mm-hmm. um, so I went to SUNY Purchase and it was incredible actually um, that's where I met the saxophone player who plays in mm-hmm. our band now um, and uh, yeah it was just like a very small program so you're just getting personal attention like mm-hmm. eight of us as opposed wow. to maybe 50 yeah, per class wow. right um, that was really fun also you know another thing that was really fun is I, I looked at it it's like oh my god that totally looks like an American Pie movie set and like I want to experience I want to build pie I want to do all the American things that I see on TV mm-hmm. um, then I got old very quickly but I did got to do that so that was great um, yeah and then I was there I graduated um, a year early I got I graduated in three years um, and then I moved down to I actually stayed in Washington for a little bit and then I moved down to the city and kept um, doing music and how did you find people to play with it was a new to me but I was just offering myself in Israel 
if you don't know the, your brother's neighbor's old army friend who used to go to a high school with the teacher, you know, if you don't know those people, most likely won't get a gig. And, and, and it's, you know, the scene is so small and the circle is so close, you know, it's very hard for them to like, you know, if you just come and say, hi, I'm a piano player, do you mind if I'll try? It's like, it's like, good for you. I don't know you, so I can get it. Yeah, and right. and then here it's just really the opposite. Like I remember a lot of the gigs I got, I just saw a show, and the pianist was there playing, and I was like, I can do this. And then I emailed, like, hey guys, you sound great. I can also do this. And it was like, okay, great, come to audition. This is how I got uh, the gig for. Um, I played with an improv group for a while called Chicago City Limits. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was that, and then I eventually became the music director. Um, there was a lot of like theaters looking for music directors, just like posting positions. And I'm like, I never done this, but I love musical theaters and I direct, so why not? It's like, yeah, come on, you know. <laughs> and yeah, there's a lot of more. Uh, you feel like you, it's easier to get the right opportunities. Um, the goal is then to, 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 to actually do a great job, otherwise you probably won't ever get called back. Right. To, to, to initially just get the first job is, mm-hmm. is much easier here, uh, which I found, like, I, I was kind of imagining that that would be the case, you know? Like, it's entirely about your talent. If in, from what you say, in Israel, it's about your talent, but it's about your connection. Right. But in New York, it is not about your connection. It's entirely about your talent. Yeah. Right? And, that, and, and well, that, that's actually not true. Once, once, they, once somebody knows about your talent, well, mm-hmm. then connections tri- um, come in because somebody else will say, well, I used him or, you know, oh, absolutely. Yeah, right, I got, right, right. Yeah. So the connections work, but they're not necessary. Right. right? And, and they're not because you know someone who knows someone who knows someone. Right, right, it's, right, right, right. It's purely... Like that's right. Because of how you performed. Yeah. Right, um, right. And that's great because I suck at networking. I'm <laughs> terrible at this. Uh, and it isn't necessary. Once you get into the thing. Right. Right. It just really it's, it speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. All right. So um, the Swingaroos, how did that happen? Well, uh, Kim and I, we met at uh, a summer camp that we were both teaching at. Um, and then... Um, we would play together at that time she wasn't really thinking that she can be a full time professional singer which if you see her or hear her that's mm-hmm. just ridiculous mm-hmm. know, cause she's just amazing um, and we would play a little bit and we would like do a few things we actually wrote uh, a musical review once and we did a bunch of other things but more of the creative less of the actual performing and um she found out about a competition called the American Traditions Competition, which is an incredible competition. And I, I, the fact that not every singer in the entire country knows about it, it hurts me because it's just so great. It's so important. Um, it's basically, it's a competition in Savannah where you'll give in 15 different genres and you need to choose nine. And you need to perform a song from each genre. Uh, and it's three rounds. Each round you perform three songs, and and it's all about American music. So the composer and lyricist has to be American. Um, and it varies from opera, jazz, country, musical theater, art song, like just every style. And the fact that they kind of you know, you you will have to expand your realm 
yeah. to be in this competition and, and to really master those styles if you really want to do a good job. Uh, so Kim, being the chameleon that she is, just like studied every style to the T and won, actually, uh, which was really great because uh, you see in their bio, like of the other singers, like one is like just debut in the Metropolitan Opera, yeah. one perform in the symphony, and she writes like, yeah, we did a, you know, I I did a '90s musical review parody, you know, and, like it was like the the. the Clearly, there was like different experience there, but she still won. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know the, the prizes are great. Like the first prize is twelve thousand dollars, and yeah, you know right. it's just fantastic. And heavy duty people judging, so that's another way. Just like also meeting people. Um, but fast forward to the swing rules. When she was uh, going to this competition, she was forced to really dive into all these styles. And one of the styles were in fact um, Hollywood song, which. All it means is like the songs that were made famous because they were in a movie. Uh, and we went to all these classics to the MGMs, like uh, musical, like movie musicals, all that stuff. And she fell in love with this style. And I fell in love with that style. And she said, we need to do a band like this. We need to play those mu- this music all the time. And um, so, yeah, so, so we did a mix of like taking those songs doing just standards from the period uh, and also just writing our own songs in that style. And that, I think, was my favorite thing to do. Wow. Um, it's funny to write songs to a style because you need to first make sure you know what they didn't know back then. So, like, yes. when they were in the 30s, they didn't know these chord progressions or those right, 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 right. melodies or these lyrics or right. etc. So, that first, like, you just got to, like, take that out of your brain. <laughs> Uh, and that, that, that just makes it challenging and interesting and, and a lot of fun. And I think uh, what I love about this band is that we still, you know, we try to make, to keep everything very light. Like, I know that sometimes, like, in this genre specifically, trad jazz, traditional jazz, and, um, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a feeling of, like, we have to, like, dress exactly the same. We have to make sure that we're doing exactly what they used to do in the 30s and all that. And to me, it feels a little more like a comic con if you do that. Like, a little like a little Star Trek convention of swing. Like, this is great, but like, it is still 2019. So we can't really be that. Like, we can't, you know, we can't undo everything we learn in our brain. But we can just like pay homage to the style and like just take it in the the right... um, you know, with a little bit of lightness, and mm-hmm. like understand that we are just tributing this this music yes, yes, as yes, opposed yes. to becoming these people. Mm-hmm. So, I love this band because of that. I think that that's like really allows us to uh, branch out a little bit and you know bring original things and and also kind of like. M- be a little more funny and be a little more, you know, light about it. It's it's and fun. also a little bit more of yourselves. Yes, absolutely. You can bring yourselves to it, which you do. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah and and, and uh, we're lucky that we got so many great people want to play with us. Mm-hmm. So we, I mean, this band is top notch. Yes, and they are. In New York, like we just like every time we have a gig, there's like so many people who just call and they're all just gonna come and everyone brings their own unique sound to it and it's just like great to see because really the band 
it's just Kim and I, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone else mm-hmm. is just like going to shape the band and the sound to what it is. You so rarely hear clarinet, mm-hmm. and I love a clarinet. Oh, yeah. And I was so glad to hear it, you yeah. know. And he's such a great clarinet. Oh, my God. Yeah, what a sound. Oh, it was great. It was great, yeah. right? And I was tickled because, as I said, you almost, you know, you know, almost never hear anybody playing clarinet anymore, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. So that was nice. Thank you for putting that yeah, in for me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have one more question. Yes. And it is, having given your entire life, and you have given your entire life since three and a half, mm-hmm. to music, is there anything you would say about what that means to you, what you think about it, what, it, what it's like? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it is, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, mm-hmm. because in a way, I know that this is what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And if I want to ever change profession, I'll probably be too scared to do it. Because I'm just saying, this is all I know. Like, all I know that I can do well. Like, I could probably flip burgers somewhere or, like, serve coffee. But it's probably not the best career choice as opposed to this. And that is a little scary at times. And also, I've read somewhere, um, and I never thought about it that way. I, I've, you know, everyone has said, if you do what you love, you never work at all. Yeah, yeah, right. But if someone actually said... Actually, if you do, if you work at what you love, you get burnt out much quicker. And I completely agree because I, and I don't know, maybe I'm just, because I never worked at corporate at a corporate job or like an office, so I don't know. But I'm assuming that when you work at a job that isn't really that defining of who you are, you work at a bank, you file papers, you right, do whatever, right. 5.30 comes or 6 o'clock, you, this part of your life is behind you. You go home yes. and now you've, finally living your life I can't do that so if I have a rough day at work <laughs> I just have a rough day you know that's just what I am and, and it immediately affects me and like my feelings because it's like it's uh, you kind of give in who you are right so like if the music isn't sounding good or like not doing well or like the show isn't selling or, or the producer isn't happy or the singer can't sing it. Like all these things immediately being trans- like being taken personally. Yes. You can't say, "Oh, well, okay, that's my career. Oh, I'll come back to the office tomorrow. I'll figure it out." Yeah. So that is something that I think uh, is important to kind of know if anyone who's listening is interested in doing a career in music. But um, that that it can be very draining. At the same time, it's the most rewarding thing in the world. Like I. You know, there's a, I wrote a couple show, a few shows that are running on Off Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are parodies. So I wrote Friends, the musical parody, and I wrote The Office, the musical parody, which is now touring in Canada and also running in New York. And um, all of these shows, I'm fortunate to be able to play and conduct as well as written it and working with the actors and everything. And I, you know, there's something about even though we play a show every night, eight shows a week for the last year. Okay, so we're reaching out something like 200 and something shows. You'd think it would be very just mundane by this point, right? But uh, there are moments that I always know I, I'm excited to hear the laugh that they get. And it, there's, some, there's a song that I know a few people will tear up. And I always look for that in the audience. And then every once in a while I stop myself and it's like, that combination of notes and words just made this person feel that way. And that is amazing it's amazing to be able to connect to people without even having to say a word in a completely different level in just like i don't know you but i know how to make you laugh and i know how to make you think about something and i know how to make you hum a tune 
on the way home and reminisce on old time that you used to grow up and listen to music and you know just your childhood and it's just incredible to just like you have this con have this connection with so many people you never meet otherwise and never talk to otherwise so you know that this thing that you love even when it is difficult or painful or unpleasant is having an impact on other human beings yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> and lots of people don't have that they think that the thing they do doesn't need to be connected to who they are doesn't need to have an impact on anybody else doesn't need to be significant but that's not true of you right right <laughs> that's a great place to stop thank you yeah, so much absolutely. thank you oh, this is so great <laughs>